Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. popular podcast and I can see why because he's a very popular gentleman he's our UK friend yes so um do you want to know what I'm baking I do I really really do okay so as you know and I think some people that listen know my husband is from the state of Pennsylvania yes okay and that's where my in-laws still live and up in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania people love a tasty cake it's a Pennsylvania treat Yes. And my husband. And that doesn't, I didn't know a lot about the tasty cake until I met your husband. Yeah, I had and never heard of tes- tasty cake. Tasty cake. Tasty. Every time we traveled, he wanted to stop and he wanted a tasty cake. He still I'm continues like, to want a tasty cake. Anytime I go into the gas station, he goes, sweetie, make sure you look for a tasty cake. <laughs> And there are a couple of tasty cakes that he specifically likes. And he likes um, a chocolate junior, and that's like a a junior chocolate it's like a small chocolate cake it's like um a yellow cake with really dark chocolate icing oh he so likes it's a yellow that. cake with chocolate icing yes okay okay but and he also likes these peanut peanut butter tandies and i don't know what they're they call them something else from tasty cake but they're little discs and it's like a small little cake and it's got a smear of peanut butter on it underneath a, co- a chocolate coating and huh. so that's pretty cool. And um, I'm not sure I've even had a tasty cake. I don't know how you have it like, traveling with me. Well, he doesn't share. That's I, why. No, I think tasty cake wise, I've had one of their cinnamon rolls, okay. cinnamon buns, cinnamon bun. buns. Yeah, you know, the, the cinnamon roll. I know these with are the like icing. you have to look for the display, right, in the gas station. <laughs> so and so the other thing that he and I love to eat together because when he introduced them to me, this became my favorite tasty cake treat, and we would always supposedly we were going to get the peanut butter ones and these and then split them, but then he would always split mine and somehow his would be gone before it's time for him to share. Right. So, and that's fine. Um, but this is called a butterscotch crimpet. <gasps> oh my God. And, I've never even seen that. And they're so cool because the way they cut them, which I will not be doing, is they're in squares, but they're in wavy squares. So they're like little, almost like puzzle pieces that fit together. It's really cool. Um, I am and, currently Googling butterscotch <laughs> crimpet. And then the top, the the icing is like a combed icing, the way that the icing is. It's like got a ridges in it. Oh, ridges. But it's so, it's like a white. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's oh. a white. I'll put a picture up when we post this episode. So um, there's a white 
like a sponge cake almost. Yeah. And then it's covered in this delicious butterscotch icing. So today I am making a butterscotch crimpet cake. I couldn't be any more excited. Oh, and I love butterscotch. So now, does good. your husband know you're making these? Um, I have hinted around that I'm making a tasty cake treat. My God. Um, so they also make a jelly crimpet. They do. Jelly on the inside. They do. They do. Yes. Oh, and I see the peanut butter candy cake. Yeah, candy cake. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Oh, it's like a whole community of food. Wow. That you don't even know about. So I hope that I do this justice and that he's very happy with it. But I know I'm going to be happy with it because I know it's in the recipe. So anyway. I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't either. I love a butterscotch and I love a yellow cake. Yeah. So. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, well. So, um, do you got any murder to talk I about? I do. I've got murder to talk about. We are um, trying to, we've got a storm coming up. So, yes, hopefully that won't interfere. 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 We're not yeah. drinking. I'll tell you that. We're not drinking no. because after we're done recording, we're going to an improv show. No. So, uh, I wish that we were gotta, drinking now. Yeah. It would be nice if we could. We should have planned better. Maybe in uber driver but then every time i think oh i'm going to take an uber somewhere i don't want to end up as a crime show see, on a crime show right then i see on tv oh the uber driver killed somebody or yeah oops the uber driver crashed and killed raped. everybody yeah. so then yeah. i don't want an uber so mm -hmm. we're going into the improv show stone cold sober yes we are i am drinking coffee at five o'clock in the afternoon though. Yeah, i just had a nice yeah. big cup of green tea so that should be kicking in any moment yes about the time I start trying to talk about my murder, I will not be able to form a sentence, I'm sure, because <laughs> that seems to be what happens. Um, and so, yeah, I need your parchment paper, is it? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, no. It's in the closet. Sorry. Yes or no? Listen, I had to think. Give me a break. Oh, the oven's ready. Get to going. I got it, girl. All right, so I'm going to talk about a murder that one of our fans sent in. We have had so many fans reach out to us lately. It is so exciting, guys. I when y'all send us murders, you don't know how much it just makes us squeal. We squeal like little girls. We're so excited when we get these murder cases to go and look up. So. This Thanks one so is much. from um, Jamie. Should I say her full name? No. Nope. Okay, Jamie L. <laughs> Jamie L. Uh -huh, she uh -huh. lives in the uh, Outer Banks area of North Carolina. Um, she sent. She's actually sent us a couple. So one's going to take a little bit more research, but this one we were able to find information pretty quick on. So I'm really excited about that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Our new best friend, I Jamie. I have so many. Do you have any? Uh, Baker's Joy, probably not. Oh, uh, probably, but it would be... Somewhere not in the cabinet. No, it'd be in that cabinet, but you would probably have to stand on a stool to get to it. It's probably way in the back. Yeah. It would be like the PM version of Baker's Joy. Uh-huh, yeah. I'll get it. You keep talking. Okay. I got this. You Sometimes I use the uh, tongs if I can't reach something yeah, in the yeah. back. Yep, so, I'm get them. Yeah, short people problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just another kitchen hack. <laughs> All right, so we're going to Moyak, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is... Uh, Everybody calm down. Oh, my. Very close. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, what's happening? It's, it's like a whole comedy routine. She's walking in circles. Her shirt's getting caught on the 
all on doors and it's that is a thing it's a whole situation yeah i don't know if i should wait for you to get it together so you can focus on the story i'm not or... sure i'm gonna get it together okay do you need help out okay we're gonna pause it because there's been there's a kitchen, been a kitchen injury <laughs> okay we're back hello we're back i didn't she, have to go to the emergency room after all she she pinched her little finger a little finger it's already bruised yeah I hate those little kitchen yeah. injuries are not fun. No. I will, however, say I was able to reach what she needed oh, without tongs or a stool. I just reached it's in. It's a whole guys. It. it was a whole setup. It was a thing. So okay, here we go. My murder is out of Moyonk, North Carolina, which is very close to the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is we love it. We love it there. Absolutely adore it there. Yeah. So let's go June 30th, 2010, Paul Jandro didn't pick up his buddy to go to work. Wow. Paul had picked him up every day like clockwork for the last two years, so it was odd that he was a no-show. There was no answer on Paul's personal or work phone. Paul was retired from the Navy and now worked as a defense contractor and was known for his promptness. Mm. He had never missed a day of work, so when Paul didn't show up for work that day, his co-workers decided to call the police. I really hope that one day, if I don't show up for work, my co-workers call the police. Um, if Ann's co-workers are listening, <laughs> get the police if she don't show up. Yeah. Or, yeah. or at least call me. I'll, I'll call the dang call, police. Call uh, emergency contact, would you? Yeah. Okay, so police go to the house that Paul shares with his wife, Letitia. Okay. And they see Paul's truck is in the driveway. They knock on the door. They knock on the windows. Nobody answered. Police called Paul's co-workers, and they got an emergency contact number, and they were able to reach Paul's wife, Letitia, at her work. Okay. Um, she said she had not seen Paul that day and wasn't sure where to find him. Oh, dear. So let's talk a little bit about Paul and Letitia. Let's do, because I think Letitia's got something to say. <laughs> Letitia was very athletic growing up. She actually grew up uh, not too far from Moyak in Ahovsky, North Carolina. I know where that is. She was into track and field, very into fitness, and she and Paul actually met in 2002 at a gym. Oh, Paul, at that time, was getting to retire after a 20-plus year career with the Navy, which is not uncommon. In the Navy, you sail the seven seas. You figure if you get in the Navy when you're like 18 or oh, yeah, whatever, yeah. after 20 years, you're in your 40s and yeah. you're ready to retire and, and all your benefits kick in. So, um, and you deserve it. He decided he wanted to retire in Moyoc because it, it would still be close to the Navy base that he worked at in Norfolk, Virginia. And it was also in close proximity to the Outer Banks, which was a great place to vacation. So Paul built a beautiful home in Moyoc, and when he retired, he was in his early 40s. He decided to take a job as a defense contractor to keep in the workforce. A lot of retired military guys do that. Paul and Letitia uh, met in a kickboxing class and became workout partners and fell in love very quickly. Well, that's a cool way to fall in love. Yeah, I actually think that she kind of kicked his ass. Oh, in the geez. kickboxing class, and then he was smitten with her after that. Of course. So um, they moved in together and got married within a year. 
think it was like four months after they they met, they moved in together, and then within a year they were married. Okay. Paul's friends thought it was an odd match because Paul was very outgoing, and Letitia was kind of standoffish and didn't interact much with other people. All seemed well between the two of them, and by 2006, six, 2006, 2006, Letitia, who had problems with fertility, was pregnant with twins. You go, girl. Unfortunately, she kicked out infertility's ass. Unfortunately, Uh-oh. the babies did not make it. Well, crap. Just congratulations. One was stillborn and the other died oh. soon after birth. Well, that'll mess with your head. For and the rest Letitia of your life. was devastated. She actually Most ended up part. with a case of PTSD from the extreme loss. Aww. So, um, to keep herself distracted, she dove into her workouts at the gym and actually became a bodybuilder. She won some competitions. Uh, Paul was very proud of her, very supportive of her. He actually helped her train and built a gym at their at their house so she could do some of her workouts there. And even though Paul was helping her train and she was very focused on this bodybuilding, um, their marriage suffered from the trauma of losing the babies. Mm-hmm. In 2008, uh, Paul had become more of Lakeisha's trainer than her husband. Oh. And at this point, they didn't even share a bedroom. Oh, By 2010, Paul had had enough and wanted to move on, and he had asked, um, he was looking for an attorney, mm. and he had asked Letitia to move out. Okay? okay? So that brings us back to June 30th, 2010. Yes. After, were you looking for something? Yeah, I need a glass bowl, like a glass paper chip bowl. Oh, I don't have one. Do you need a bowl? To do the microwave stuff. What do we do when we melt chocolate in the microwave? Uh, you can. There should be another bowl like that one there. Oh, and um, that's microwave safe. Yeah. Unfortunately, my glass bowl still houses the pickles that we made some time back. Oh, I knew you had one. <laughs> Which are the pickles become better and better. Every oh my day. gosh! Yes, I use them in chicken salad, and my family yes. goes crazy. But yes. we digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Leticia. Says she doesn't know where Paul is. Sorry. The officer asked, will you come meet, meet us at your house to see if Paul is inside, maybe he's hurt. Reluctantly, she agreed, and she met them in the house. Now, the authorities were way on top of this case. Paul's co-workers had called at around 7.40 in the morning. By 7.55, they were at Paul's house, and by 8.30, they had Letitia back at the house. So that's, that's a pretty damn good turnaround time. For somebody who's gone missing. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, gosh, yeah. Letitia lets the, p- the police into the house, and they look around. They don't see anything out of place, nothing that, you know, really leaves any kind of suspicion. Then everybody leaves the house, and the search for Paul continues. The officer that did, did the initial walkthrough goes back to the house later in the day to see if Paul had shown up. Paul's vehicle was still there, and nobody answered the door. But the officer did notice that the windows that were previously uncovered were now covered with what he thought was either tarp, tinfoil, or some kind of frosting. That's very odd. Right. And and something I read said it was Christmas paper, like wrapping paper. So I'm not, I don't know. I um, pulled all of my information out of the court documents. So 
I so didn't pull anything weird. from the newspaper articles or I think yeah. there was a season 11 of Snapped. There was an episode, but that's too far back. It costs money to get that one for oh, me. So <laughs> I was like, no, I'll just look at the court. No, you have other expenses. On. So the next day is July 1st. A sheriff's deputy and a detective go to Paul's house. They see that Paul's truck is now backed up in the driveway and parked by the front door. The truck has furniture in the bed. The detective um, knocks and gets Letitia to the door. And she says she hadn't spoken to Paul since the 29th. And that though they were legally married, they led separate lives. Letitia didn't make any eye contact with the detective. She acted frustrated to have to talk to the detective and the deputy. So... They leave, and they decide they're going to follow up on the location, see if they can find Paul's cell phone. And they actually get a ping. They get a, um, a ping. Ping! And they see that it's pinging from somewhere in Elizabeth City, which is not too far from Moyna. And they start calling the number. Everybody be quiet. Very loud stuff happening in the kitchen. Um, Please continue. If I were you, I would take that bag that's on the stove off of the stove mm -hmm. just because I've had a bad experience yeah, with, with the stove and fire with bags. So they start dialing Paul's phone and they actually got somebody to answer the phone. And it was a construction worker who happened to be walking by and heard the cell phone ringing, so he picked it up and answered. And that's some good, good darn luck. So they drive to Elizabeth City and they get the cell phone. On July 2nd, a couple of detectives go back to Paul's house for a prearranged meeting with Letitia. Okay. She's supposed to meet them there. But when they get there, they, they find a note that she left that I said she'd gone for a walk. She's got to, got to go. Sorry, I'm not meeting the police. I'm going for a I'm walk. not in a police meeting mood. I've got to clear my head. I'm just going to go for a walk. Okay. So the detectives try to call her, but there is no answer. Shocker. They even walked around the neighborhood to see if they could find her, but they could not. As they're doing their search for Letitia, you're going to love this. Mm -hmm. The detectives get a call from the dispatch. Oh, no. Turns out Letitia has called 911 to try and find out why the police are at her house looking for her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Paranoid much? So the dispatch says, well, they're there because they were supposed to meet you. And um, they're looking around because you're not where you said you would be. Now, she says, well, I'm in Chesapeake, Virginia, which is about an hour away from where they were. And I'm not going to be home until tomorrow. What? Yeah. But let's think about this. If you call 911. They know where you are. Right. <laughs> you dumb nitwit. Right. <sighs> so to lie about your... Your location is probably not the smartest thing to do. Turns out Letitia was calling from inside the house. Oh, Jesus. She was inside the With house. With the Christmas paper wrapped Right. Up. Oh, my gosh. She's not the smartest bulb in No, the she's not handling this well. But there's a reason for it, and you're going to find out. I can't wait. Detectives and police then rope off the area around the house to make sure she doesn't get out of the house, and they work on getting a warrant. In the meantime, they talk to a couple of the neighbors, and one of the neighbors confirms that Letitia is in fact home. They had just seen her in the house. And that in May, Paul had mentioned he was going to file for divorce, and that he had asked Letitia to move out, but she, was, she wouldn't move out. Oh. 
With that information and the fact that Leticia was hiding in her house, they were able to get the search warrant. So they enter the house and they actually have to go by force through the garage. And oh they look around, no Leticia. They can't She's find not Leticia. doing herself any favors right. here. They end up finding her playing possum in a closet covered by clothes and a blanket. Right. She cold? She, <laughs> she real cold? And she's... She's acting like she's um, a slave or dead or... Yeah. She's got mental health issues. Yeah, think. My God. Her little heart. Her brain's not... The elevator's not going all the way to the top. No. No, 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 no. So they detain her. They don't arrest her at this point, but they detain her so they can do the search of the house. And as police begin to search, they notice a big pile of trash in the garage. And under that trash, 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 good gracious, is a 55-gallon tote. And in that tote is the body of Paul Jandro. No. Wrapped in plastic and duct tape. No, his body is there? Yep. Oh in the garage. Oh. In the garage, and and there was there was fluid leaking out of it. No, I mean, it's no, like there's no, blood no, on the floor. Not there's fluid. it's not fluid. fluid. It's fluid. <laughs> there's fluid coming out. Oh no! Now, one a couple of places that I read said she had chopped him up. I don't know how she got him in the 55 gallon tote. He didn't appear to be a like a tiny man, a small man. Right. But, um, so I I, I don't want to know. I, it was not in the court papers the condition of the body. So, they now have got the body and they arrest her. They also find blood stain on the carpet in the master bedroom. Um, and the bedroom floor looked like it had been clean. They find bullet holes in and near the master bedroom that had recently been filled with caulk. There's lots of cleaning supplies in the bedroom and the kitchen and the master um, bedroom floor looked like it had been scrubbed. Frosted glass, caulk, duct tape, plastic wrap, and paint were all found in the kitchen. They found a 45 caliber handgun in Leticia's car. The magazine in the gun was empty. They wow. found a receipt for the tote in Paul's truck. It had been purchased on July 1st. A forensic firearm tester confirmed that the bullets from the bedroom had been fired from the 45 caliber gun. An autopsy on Paul's body revealed that he had been shot five times. <gasps> a shot to the neck had been fired at close range. Oh and Paul had at least 12 lacerations to his head, which were consistent with being hit with the pistol. So he got pistol whipped. Oh, no. Leticia was charged with first-degree murder and larceny of a firearm because it seems she stole the murder weapon from a friend. Isn't that fun? What a nice friend. Yeah. Then used it in a murder. Right. And so they hauled that poor sucker into the police station thinking maybe he was an accomplice of or that course. he had done it or maybe whatever. Maybe they're having an affair. Right. Yeah. But it turns out, uh, no. It's it was just, just bodybuilder, Leticia. Yeah. They had, they had had an argument about her moving out and she said she had enough and um shot him and then beat the crap out of him so yeah very nice so anyway the friend is cleared and You're she's sure charged is it getting real hot or something that's weird just check it yeah do you need to put in something else mm -mm. okay we got it all right so, on September 28, 2012, the case went to the jury. The same day, within an hour and a half, 
the jury found her guilty of both char charges. She got six to eight months for the larceny charge and a consecutive charge of life in prison. Well, like consecutive. Yes. I love that. Consecutive. Without the possibility of parole on the murder charge. She appealed the murder charge on May 6, 2014, and that appeal was denied. Denied. Paul Jandereau was buried with full honors at Washington National... <gasps> At Arlington National Cemetery. Good for Paul. Yeah. So Can't that just is, say Paul just wanted to retire and have a peaceful freaking life after serving his country. He did, and he wanted he to just, divorce his wife. That's just it. He that's just, and that's because they weren't have they didn't have a marriage. She, right. I mean, it's not. I mean, they didn't have a marriage. Right. So, yeah. and I mean, there's no reason to kill your husband and beat the crap out of him. No. So. So what do you, now? What does she have? Mm, she's got still no marriage. A lot of friends in jail. Well, yeah. we no, she could have a marriage in jail. No, she doesn't have a marriage to Paul, is what I'm saying. That marriage was still over. Right. She's got no marriage. When you kill your spouse, your marriage is no over. No military benefits. No military benefits. Right. No house to inherit. No nothing. There's nothing. no wife. There's she what a jerk. And she why, 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 why? Why didn't she want why couldn't she just get a divorce? Right. Did it say what her motive was at all? No, it didn't say... She's just a stupid, mean biatch? I think that she maybe had... If, if I had to guess, this is just speculation on my part, I would say that she had some me mental distress over losing those babies. That's no excuse. Because she obviously carried them full term. But there's no excuse. I, no, I agree. I mean, I he was she, the father of those babies. I agree. He, but, he probably suffered just like she did. Maybe not to the same extent, but he probably suffered. Yeah. No, I'm not making excuses for her. I, I think that she is where she needs to be. Yeah, forever. So the police credit Paul's friends for the quick arrest of Letitia. Oh. They His friends actually stood vigil outside of that house and reported everything they saw to the police. <gasps> she never had a chance to get rid of the body. That's right, because they were standing there. They Right, which is why she covered her windows with frosting and... and Christmas paper. And Christmas paper or tinfoil or what the heck ever and had the body sitting in the garage and she probably freaked out. Yeah. Because she's trapped in the house. She couldn't get out. Nope. And nope. she was trying to move furniture. I bet she thought she was going to move that tote into the bed of the truck and try to get rid of and it. And to make it look like she was just moving out. Right. But Paul's friends stood vigil. They were not letting her. God bless his I friends. Know. I need to know who they are so we can be friends with them. Those defense contractors. I tell you. Yeah. I love it, though. I think that's So, thank special. you so much, JDL from North Carolina, for giving us that story. That was a good one. That was really good. Yeah. That was a really good story. It was. Gosh. So, how are we doing? It smells good. So, I have the cakes in the oven. It's got about 10 or 11 more minutes. I have melted the butterscotch chips, and now I'm working on the icing while the butterscotch chips cool. Oh, God. It smells delicious already. I could just eat the whole bag of butterscotch chips in one bite. Cool. <laughs> Very good. So we can go on pause and I'll get this um, ice cream done if you want to. Well, yeah, we can talk we'll do about, that. We can talk about stuff. Uh, let's go on pause for a minute and then we'll come back and talk about stuff. Okay. All right. Bye. I mean, no. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're back. We are back. We're back. We're back. And the cake is out of the oven it and it's so cooling. When the timer goes off, um, either you can or I can. I don't know which one is wants to do it, but you just go lift it out with the parchment paper and put it on the cooling rack for another 10 minutes. Yeah, I'll let you take it all the way home. Okay, I'll and then the frosting is made, and It then smells just... so good. I feel like I could, I wish I could just dip my finger in it and have 
a bunch. Yeah, I could eat it by the spoonful. That's not proper. It's not proper. <laughs> that's not how we were raised. Well, it's not yeah. how we were raised, but it is how we acted sometimes. sometimes. So, <laughs> in secret, though, not in public. I mean, not in public. Not in we would never. Society. No, no, we would not. No, no. All right, well, we got to get to going because, you know, we, we gotta, got things about. We, gotta, we, got, we got a schedule. To do. We have a schedule. Okay, guys. Well, I'm going to talk about a murder. <gasps> what? That's right. So, this murder happened in Atlanta, Georgia. The devil went down to Georgia. This devil really did go down to Georgia. Lord of mercy. And it was in Henry County. Okay. I don't know why that's important, but they said it a lot in all of the documents that I read and the show that I watched. So, I'm just going to say it was in Henry County. Okay. Um, I think it's because Atlanta maybe spans several counties. Oh, right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a girl. Her name is Allison Alvarez. She's 19 years old and is an immigrant from Bogota, Colombia. I love that name, Bogota. Me too. That's why I wrote it, because Bogota. Bogota. Yeah. It's a fun word to Bogota. say. Bogota. Bogota. I'm going to have to incorporate that in some kind of a daily sentence. Yeah, like maybe... Instead if, of like, I've got it, I'll be like, Bogota. Right. Or mm-hmm. if something hurts or whatever, Bogota. Yeah. Or if it's time to go, just like, Bogota, go. Maybe that's our bazinga. Oh, yeah, that's our Bazinga. Yes, Bogota. Got it. So, anyway, she had been in the country for about four years. She was engaged. Nice. Yes, to a 21-year-old named Josh Samples. And um, they actually lived in Duluth, Georgia. I knew a girl with the last name Samples growing up. I wonder if there are any of any relationships. Was she from Georgia? Uh, no, she was from Cortland, Virginia. Okay, so this person, they but were from made, Duluth, Georgia. Well, you'll have to people. ask. You'll have to ask. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so get back to my story. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Okay, so they went to, they were from Duluth, Georgia, and they traveled to Atlanta, to the Atlanta Motor Speedway in September of 2002. Um she, her, Josh was in a car club. Okay. And there was a huge, like, huge car show that happened at the Atlantic, Atlantic, no, the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Okay. Like 100,000 people. So it was a show, not a race. It was not, no, there's no it's race. A car show. It's a car show. And it was um, put on by Honda. Oh, wow. Yeah, but they had a lot of, like, fancy, fun cars and, like, the hydraulic systems. And then they had, like, the burning rubber contests. I mean, it was like a big I think it would be a lot of fun to go to a show like that. They they loved it. They traveled a lot to these car shows. They loved it. It was a group of them, about 10 10 of them um, that went. So they went together to just participate. They they weren't working it. Right. So... um, so the night before, on September 20th, the night before the show, these 10 members and their car club was called the Who Then Now who, Car Club. Who Then Now? Who Then Now. Who Then Now. Yeah. Who Then Now. So they checked into a small motor lodge right next to the speedway. They gathered together. They hung out. They drank a little bit. And then they went to bed. The gates opened at 10 a.m. So they wanted to be there 10 a.m. Yeah. And this is in Georgia in September. It's a little hot and humid. Yeah. So they go in, they get themselves registered, they walk around to a bunch of vendors. 
Excuse me. Oh, she's in Louisa. I have to take a little sip of hydro. Just, yeah. Oh. I even got you some pellet ice going in your I know. I appreciate tonight. that so much. It's gold. It's golden. I don't just give it to anybody. No, you don't. And then she made this whole speech right before about, I'm glad I get paid tomorrow. I'm out of pellet ice. <laughs> and I felt so guilty for put, getting the pellet ice in the cup. I said I got to get more pellet ice. I just opened a new bag. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so they went in, and so they walk around to the vendors, and then they decide to go sit on the, some bleachers, you know, right. on the speedway because it was hot, and they just, they were kind of taking a rest. They just wanted to be still for a minute. Super hot and humid. Yeah. Allison had worn jeans. Oh, god. So she was right, and boots. She was right <gasps> miserable. She had on a white tank top, but she had on jeans and boots she was not dressed the way probably she should have been oh, so she was really she suffering legs because she could have just cut probably shorts yeah been no fine. i think it's probably a leg shaving issue is what um, i'm thinking gotcha so anyway around two o'clock um allison says that she's really not feeling well and yeah. she's going to go find a bathroom yeah and josh of course offers to go with her and she's like no i'll be right back so she leaves her purse and her cell phone on the bleachers next to josh oh and don't do that, people. Don't don't, don't, don't do, do that. Mm -mm. Take your cell phone with you. Yes. So an hour later, she's still not back from the bathroom. Oh, and Josh gosh. is really worried. Yeah. So the group fans out across this huge My speedway, 100,000 like people. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. Uh, even more. I mean, it's really bad. So it's like trying to find a needle in a farm. Right. <laughs> like, it's bad. So they, they fan out, and they start going to vendors and asking the different vendors, hey, have you seen this girl? They give her a description. Everything. Nobody has seen her. Mm. And so they're like, what the heck happened? Like, where did she go? So they try to figure out what bathroom she might have used. I mean, just trying to figure it yeah. out. Yeah. So this girl, Stephanie Tate, she worked at the Speedway on the catering team, mm. like food services. Right, right. And she remembers being asked by several people throughout the day and evening, if they, if she had seen this girl, like they, she knew that she was missing, missing, missing. Right. Um, and she had not seen anything. So Josh eventually flags down a sheriff's deputy at the speedway and he tells them we can't find a girlfriend. And um, he says, well, you can't file a report for 24 hours, but we'll keep a lookout for her. Which is silly. It's so dumb. It's just silly. I'm sorry, but it's dumb. It's just dumb. We have to stop. We have to stop that shit. I know. Well, with that story that I just did, remember... It was within an hour. Exactly. That they had police over at this guy's house. So yeah. It, maybe it's big town, big city, like yeah. big event like that. That's, that's from, I, yeah, because they probably was like, oh, that's his girlfriend. She probably just walked away and doesn't want to be with him. Right. He's panicked. Maybe. So when the event was over that evening, um, Josh and the other club members returned to the hotel. No Allison. There was no sign that she had even returned there at all. So wow. he's really, really starting to worry. He starts calling her friends back home. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, just call her cell phone. And he says, you don't understand. I have her cell phone. Right. Not only do I have her cell phone, I have her purse and her ID and her money. Right. Like, where could she have gone with none of these things? Right. So um, the friends kind of start wondering, did Josh have anything to do with this? Is this something that he set up? Were they did was he really with her? Because they didn't know they had been to the event. So they're like, did they get in an argument and, and she walked away or did he they get in an argument and do something to her? So they're in Duluth trying to figure out what the hell Josh has done. And in the meantime, Josh is getting absolutely panicked. 
So um, late that night, a few of the club members decide they're going to go back to the Speedway. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually get to the Speedway and they see a guy jump in the fence to come out of the Speedway. Oh. And they're like, oh, well, if he can jump a fence to get out, we can jump a fence to get in. Oh. So they jump a fence and start another search. Yeah. And they search for over an hour. Wow. And they just walked calling her name walking the bleachers, just everywhere that they had been that day. They backtracked. They, I mean, and it was a two-day car show. No, it wasn't. Was it a two-day car show? They could see where some of the vendors had been. like one, And so they would go back to the where the vendors were. Like, where would she go? Like, right. if you were Allison, what would you do right. with your time? So the next day, on the 22nd, Josh calls his mom in the morning in a panic and tells her about Allison's disappearance. And at this point, he's in tears. Yeah. And she's like, I could hardly console him. He was absolutely guilt-ridden that he had lost her. Yeah. And um, Josh and Allison actually lived with Josh's mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So they lived together, but they lived with Josh's parents. Right. And they looked at her as a daughter. Yeah. It's like she said, she was the daughter that we never had. Right. We adore her. So um, right at the exact 24-hour mark, Josh picks up the phone and calls police. Good. Does not wait a minute. Good. So um, investigators come over to the hotel room, and they separate the car show people, the right. club members, sure. and they start questioning, questioning right. everybody. And they really question Josh heavily. Like, did you have a fight? Like, what's your relationship? And then they ask the other people, like, what's their relationship? Is it tumultuous? Then they're like, no, they are joined at the hip. Wow. Like, we look at them as a unit. Right. Like, it's... It's always Josh and Allison. It's not ever one or the other. Right. So they're like, okay, well, so um, the police go through Allison's purse. They don't find anything significant, but there's her ID. There's her cash. There's her cell phone. She had a little flip phone. <laughs> so um, they tell the club members, don't leave town. Oh. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. gosh, that's hard. So the media picks up the story. And the news agencies, the local news agencies start um, putting the word out on the intra, I mean, not on the intranet, on the news stations. So, um, your timer's getting ready to go off, but I'll go take care of it. I just take the, you just, um, I take it out of the pan and put the, put it on the cooling rack mm -hmm. and ice it, or does it still need to cool? It still has to cool another 10 minutes. Okay. So, you can do I keep talking. So the media picks up the story and they get the the word out to the public. And the big question is how in a crowd of 100,000 participants, attendees and vendors has nobody seen this girl? Right. She didn't just vanish. She yeah. Somebody saw her somewhere. Right. But then again, could you pick her out of a crowd if you don't know her? I mean, it's just a sea of faces. Well, yeah. So um, the sheriff's deputies tell that had been at the car show that day tell detectives they have searched everywhere in the speedway even places that were only accessible by employees so now the police wonder if this is a kidnapping did she get kidnapped and taken out of the speedway without somebody noticing right um so they actually go across the street there was an airfield like a small private airfield right. and where people parked their planes. They went over and searched the hangars over there. They searched the planes that were parked. They searched that whole area thinking maybe somebody stashed her in a plane or, I mean, they're really grasping at straws. Right. 
So um, in the meantime, they officially rule out Josh, which is good. Uh-oh. I caught you. I got some icing <laughs> I looked up and that spoon was coming out of her mouth. So um, they actually used helicopters to search the perimeter outside of the speedway. It was it was real shrubby and had like back dirt roads, you know, mm. going around it and right. real dense woods. So they took a helicopter up there mm. and the helicopters searched like for a half a day and they saw nothing. 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 Dang it. It's like she just disappeared, vanished. So um in talking to Josh and his friends and Josh's family and, and Allison's friends back home, because they were really talking to a lot of people, no one felt that she had walked away on her own, that she would have never just up and left her phone, her no. purse, her ID, everything behind. That is not who she was. Right. And she just wouldn't have done that. She right. would not have walked away. So um, they start to widen the perimeter to the whole county. They start searching everywhere with helicopters, with people, with dogs. They're searching everything. Yeah, because sometimes those helicopters have the, the heat. heat sensors. You yeah. Know, so if there's a body or somebody missing, they can pick up the heat. And they, they were finding nothing. Yeah. So, um, and the fact that she's got no ID on her, they said, okay, let's start calling hospitals and looking for Jane Doe. Right. So, no hospitals in the local area had Jane Doe. Okay. So, a tip comes in on their tip line, and it's from this dude named Brandon. 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 Brandon says, I know that everybody thinks this girl's missing, but I have it on pretty good authority. She's been murdered. Oh, no. They were like, really? And he said, yes. So, you need to go back to the Speedway and check the private suites. For heaven's sake, Brandon. That's not at all suspicious. Yeah. So on Wednesday, she's been missing five days now, police go back to search the suites. They had been told by the deputies that they searched everywhere. Oh, God. Because they searched all the places that only employees had access to. Right. Well, the deputies were like, uh, we didn't search the suites because they were roped off. There was a there was like like fencing, like places where it said keep out, don't go in there. Well, that's where you that's where you search. No. Fucking no, Uh-oh. no. Sorry, Mama. Sorry, Mama. But I mean, how clueless can you freaking be, deputy? Stupid ass dogs. <laughs> Jeez. So anyway, they go back and they start searching the suites, and they come upon a lone white sock sitting on a utility box outside of a suite. Great. Just one sock. And they're like, this is a little suspicious, so we're going to go in. Well, the suite was unlocked. They just walked in. And they were told that all of them were locked. For heaven's sake. And that only employees... Nobody certain... thought to test a door? They didn't Come even on. search over there. Come on. They did not search any uh, anywhere where those private suites were. Come on. So the suite, they go in, and it definitely looks like it's in disarray. And they noticed that a ceiling tile was a little bit crooked. Up so in the... let me get a feel for what a private suite is. Is that the same thing like at a ball field where it's a you can... box, like a box seat? Okay. So there were like couches and, and oh, okay. stuffed so chairs. So we could go in and watch. A there race was a or catering something. table there. Gotcha. Yeah, and they probably weren't used for this. They were event not used for it this wasn't event. A race. It was mm-hmm. just a show. It was gotcha. just a show. So okay. that's why they weren't being used. Gotcha. And only certain, not even all employees, but only certain employees had keys. Right. 
So, so they go in and they notice that there is a ceiling tile askew. Oh, God. So they climb up to look in the ceiling tile. And what they find way out in the corner, like the ceiling tile is here, but like probably three feet from the ceiling tile down the ceiling is a stack of very neatly folded clothes. For heaven's sake. And so they get the clothes down and they are boots, jeans. And a white tank top. And a white tank top. And some underwear. Mm. So they're like, and maybe okay. one sock. No, just not even the other sock. That just mm -hmm. the. Oh. So they find it. They pull them down, and they're like, "Okay, something. This is not okay." So they're in Suite Thirty Four. Just in case you need to know that, they're in Suite Number Thirty Four at the Atlantic Motor Speedway. <laughs> just in case you're deciding to go to a show, don't rent that. Suite. Don't get that one. So there's actually a little stairway that leads from the from the suite because you know the suite it's here but then you can stand out on this little balcony in front of the suite right so you yeah can and see. then there's like steps that go down to the bleachers gotcha so the investigator goes down the bleachers and then he goes down some more bleachers and he goes under the bleachers and he's walking and all of a sudden they see uh, a program from this car show mm -hmm. on the ground opened mm -hmm. and they're like well if nobody was using this area how did this program get here this is very interesting. So the guy keeps walking, and he walks another... Even more interesting that they never checked under the bleachers in their search. I have in quotes. No, because the area where their suites were, were all of it, the whole area was blocked off and not used. Even where the bleachers were? Even where the bleachers were. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be the first place I would go. Thank you. Me too. Especially a place where not everybody was. Right. I mean, you're not going to stash somebody in a no, crowd. No. You're like, excuse me, sir, could you get up out of that couch? Because I need to put a body under it. Exactly. That's not what you say. No. So anyway, it's, this is just a really frustrating situation. So the police officer picks, of course, gets the program, puts it in a plastic bag, evidence bag. And then he, start, he keeps walking. Just beyond the program, he sees drag marks. Oh, my goodness. Just beyond the drag marks, there's Allison's dead, naked body wearing one white sock. Bless her heart. Yeah. And she was under a shaded part of the bleachers, and they said that's why she was not picked up by helicopter. Right. Because it was she was in the shadows sure. under the bleachers. Perfect place to hide a freaking body. Yeah. So now back to Brandon the tipster. Again, I mean... I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm aware of it. But even me and my lack of knowledge of how things are done, yeah. that would have been the first place. First I place I would have gone. Was show any, me all your locked rooms. Yes. That, show me anywhere that people did not have access, that right. the public does not have access right. to. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh. It's very frustrating. It is very frustrating. And had they perhaps looked there first, they might I'm have sure the police saved her. In Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Absolutely. I'm sure after they were like, oh, why didn't we start there? I'm sure. I don't have any doubt about it. I would like to know the answer as well. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so when the tipster had called in, he actually gave them a name of a person who supposedly killed Allison. Was his name Brandon? It wasn't Brandon. <laughs> That's the thing. It wasn't Brandon. So they didn't put a lot of weight into the person's right. name, especially because, like, not at that moment, especially because they've got a dead body. So they're not rushing around trying to get her from this kidnapper. Like, 
she's gone. So now we, we're going to start investigating. So um, they sent body swabs. And um, because it, when they found her, her body smelled very strongly of bleach. Oh, for goodness sake. Yes. And the autopsy showed that she had been strangled and bludgeoned. And then strong um, cleaning chemicals had been dumped all over her body, her face, trying to get rid of evidence. Oh, my God. So, Poor thing. She just had to go to the bathroom. She didn't feel good. She, didn't she probably feel good. wanted a cool She just wanted a cool. That's neck. all she wanted. 19 and, years old. For God's sake. Leaves Columbia because of all the violence. Yeah. So when her friends go to identify her body, the only thing that they can recognize is her teeth and her hair because the chemicals had done between the chemical and the decomposition from decomposition from the heat. Yeah. They, they didn't even recognize her and he had beaten the shit out of her. Great. So let's go back. Remember Stephanie Tate from the catering? Yeah. Okay. I had a feeling she might have a hand in it. Well, when she heard about where Allison was found, um, and she knew that Allison would not have been able to get there on her own, that she got up just a horrible pit in her stomach. Yeah. Because she's thinking somebody that works here has done that. And I freaking work here. So she's getting a little, she's getting a little worried. I quit my job. <laughs> yeah. I ain't, I ain't going, I would never go back. No. Mm -mm. So, um, she also knows that access to the suites, um, uh, would access to the so somebody would have to take her to the suites. It's not a place that you would just like know where you wander were going off and, and get wander lost off. And, it, right. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not that. They're gotcha. tucked away, and there's places that ha you have to unlock to get there. Gotcha. So um, now your timer's getting ready to go off again. We can pause it, and I can just throw icing on it, or I can just keep talking, and then when I'm done. We'll pause it. I'll throw icing on it, and then we'll just stick our faces in it. I don't mind putting icing on it. I just didn't know. Do I need to brush something over it to make the stripes? Mm, no, I, there's no stripes. <laughs> there's no stripes. There's on no these stripes. Printers. No, and um, they said that you can that you you can turn this out. You don't have like turn it over onto like a jelly pan, like uh, a jelly roll pan. You don't have to do that. You want me to turn it over? I don't think you do. I don't think you need to. You just want me to ice it I just want you to get the damn icing on as soon as possible. Okay. And it goes on thick, but it doesn't go on the sides. I'm afraid if you don't get it off of this parchment, though, it's going to stick. Okay, we'll get it off. It's, uh, you can put it on like a, a sheet, a, a cookie sheet. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So. Um. So Stephanie has a, a pit in the in her stomach. Okay. okay. So when Brandon talked about how he knew the girl was killed, he said one of his friends had been bragging about killing Allison. Why? And turns out Brandon works at the Speedway as well. And he had received a handwritten note saying, hey, Go into suite 34 and turn around and look at what is posted on the cigarette machine. What? And he said, I'm looking right at it. It's really funny. And it was the, it was a poster of the missing poster of Allison. It's funny. Well, yeah. So the guy that told him to do that, his name is Toby Deering. Okay. All right. We're coming for you, Toby. Toby. He works at the Speedway and Food Service. 
And police check his time card and verify that he was present at the Speedway from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. that day. And um, Toby is actually married to our friend Stephanie, oh, who God. works at the Speedway. Yes, they both work in the catering division. So police go and pick him up. So, according to Stephanie... The night of the 21st, which is the night that she went missing, that Allison went missing, Toby actually came home from work very upset and tells Stephanie, I've done something really bad. Oh, gosh. And so he lays down next to her in bed, and she's comforting him. And she's like, tell me what it is, you know, whatever it is. And she's thinking, okay, I've slept with somebody. Right. He says, I've killed a girl. Lord, mercy. And she said she actually froze. She said, I was shocked and terrified, and I absolutely froze. And all I could think of was, is he going to kill me too? Right. So she just said, what do we need to do? Oh. And he said, well, you need to take me back to the speedway because I'm pretty sure I left fingerprints. Oh, God. And she said, okay. Oh, no. So they jump in her van. She takes him, and he jumps the fence. Oh, no. Yes. And he goes in. He finds cleaning solution. He cleans the whole suite, and he moves her body. Oh, my God. Is that when they saw the and that, Yes. Again? So they were like. He jumped out as they were jumping in. Oh he was God. done with his cleanup. So he jumps back over the fence and goes and gets in the van and leaves. And those boys saw him, and jump, they were jumping in the fence to search. Oh, my God. So Stephanie says that she stayed in the car and wondered if she if he was really telling her the truth. But when yeah. he came back after a while and was sweating and the look on his face, she said, I knew it was true. Oh. So when they got home, he then told her, we got to go back again. What? Yeah, because he said, I, I really don't think that I have put the body where it needs to be. And she said, you're going to need to call your brother. His name is Josh Deering. Not Josh Samples, Josh Deering. I know it got me at first. I was like, what? what? But no. So he calls his brother, Josh, and says, uh, dude, you got to come pick me up. Josh comes and picks him up. And when he gets in Josh's truck, Josh is like, what's up? And he said, well, I killed somebody, and you've got to help me clean up the crime scene. I said, get out. I said, I said, ma, uh, uh, <laughs> get out, I'm going to run you over. So... They go back, they jump the fence again, they go down, they wipe the suite down again, oh. and this time he drags her body to another location, that's the drag marks, oh to get her more under the bleachers, and they also dumped all the cleaning solution all over her at that point. So, um, so when the police go and pick up Toby at work at the Speedway, because that M. Effort just goes right back to work with his job. Of course. Um, he sits in the police car and just confesses everything. Oh, God. Yeah. So this is what he tells them. This is what he tells them. And just try not to have your head blow off. Oh, okay. He says that um, on his way back from running food to a, one of the vendor tents, right. he comes across Allison. And she told him... I'm not feeling well, and I'd like to have sex with you. Okay. So that's he, what women do. Yeah, so he 
figured she was a prostitute. I'm not feeling well. I like that. So he puts her on his golf cart and takes her straight to where the sweets are. Oh my gosh. And tells and her. He's, he told her, I have a place where you can cool off and lay down. It's air conditioned. Oh so she goes with him. He says that she had quoted him a price for oral sex okay. and then a higher price for sex sex. So at first he only wanted, he wanted sex sex, but then he felt bad that he was going to cheat on his wife. So he only wanted the oral sex. But then in the middle of the oral sex, he decided he wanted the sex sex too and then he blacked out. And when he came to, she was dead. He blacked out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What Lord an asshole. Mercy. What an asshole. It is bad enough to kill a person, but then to malign their whole entire character because it makes you feel like a man. Mm. Oh, 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 this Toby guy and I are not friends. We're not friends. Oh. So, so he comes to and he says, well, she was dead. And so. What a moron. What a moron. He's like, I blacked out. Oh, yeah. And she he has. Feel, she said she didn't feel good, but she wanted to have some oral sex or sex sex with me. Yeah. I mean, done. You're done right there. We know it's a lie. Yeah, no. That's not how women think. No. We don't no. feel good. We don't have sex when we don't feel good. Here I am having a heat stroke. Right. <laughs> I'm not in the mood for sex. I'm just looking for a place to lie down in the yeah. freaking air conditioning because it's 10,000 degrees and 10,000% humidity out here. And I wore jeans. And I wore freaking jeans because I didn't shave my freaking legs. Yeah. And I have these stupid boots on so I can't cut off my jeans. Because then I got boots on with jeans and people are going to think, what is she doing? So he is nothing but a piece of shit. He is a shit. So they arrest him and charge him and they convict him. And he reaches a flipping plea deal to avoid the death penalty. What is the deal? Can you tell me what the state had to offer him? We found the body. You confessed. What did they have to offer? Because he confessed, I'm sure. That, no. So you can't get the death penalty, I thought, if you confess. I don't know. I don't freaking know. It, I'm just so mad at this whole entire situation. So he gets charged with aggravated battery and kidnapping and murder. He's never charged with rape because they can't prove that they didn't have consensual sex. Are you kidding me? Really? How about use a little bit of knowledge? Right. Just some logic. So he gets life with no parole plus life plus 20 years and they're consecutive. But... So he's never getting out. Like, there's no way in God's green earth that he's going to ever get out. Wow, that's good news. So, um, Stephanie, Miss Food Catering wife, and Josh, the crime scene cleanup brother, they both get um, reach some plea deals as well on their own. They get five years of probation and a $1,000 fine. Oh, God. So, Allison had been in the country for four years when she got murdered, which I think is just so sad. So her uncle actually came up from Miami um, to give the impact statement in court, and he addressed Toby directly, and this is what he said. People say there is a jungle out there, and it is because of animals like you. And um, her parents were so devastated, they never came. They never, they were in Columbia still and they never came. 
I'd be scared to come to America too. Yeah. And then Allison's fiance, Josh, never attended any of the court hearings. He was so messed oh, up. God. And he has never mentally recovered from her disappearance and murder. She was the love of his life. That is so sad. And he just felt so responsible for her. And, I mean, it's just sad. So he didn't even go to any of the court, but his mom did go and gave an impact statement of her own um, on Josh's behalf. Good. So, but, yeah, this Toby Deering and I, we are not friends. I do not like him. He has an issue with women. And I, for sure, would really, really, really like to go and have a conversation with him. Because <laughs> I have things that I, I have names to call him. Yeah. I, I just, I really have, like, I have a list of names. Yeah. I think you'd feel better if you could just get it off your chest. I do, too. Because this really, this really got me. And this one is not that far. No, no, not at all. No, I'm I'm willing to go right now. Like if we could just go, I could oh, go. Have a commitment to I actually, oh yeah, that's true. So I found his prison where he is in prison and his prison number. Oh great. Oh yeah. Oh I'm let me. I, I researched. I looked at his picture. I said ugly things to the picture. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going to talk to Toby Deering, and he and I, he is going to be crying when I'm done with him. <laughs> He's going to be curled up in a ball crying for his mama. I'll be sitting right beside you, cheering you on. And his parents actually got on the freaking stand and said, please give him leniency because he's he's a good boy. Is he? Is he like, a good boy? You, you should go to jail, too. If you think he's a good boy, you raise that piece of trash. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I understand they're trying to save their kid's life, but at some point you got to say, listen, I love you and I will always bring you fruit on visitor day, but they're going to need to put you away for a long time. But you've done this bad and you have to pay yeah, for it. Yeah, you have to pay for it. It's just how it is. So that's my murder. Atlantic Motor Speedway, suite number 34. Don't go rent that one. Yeah, maybe stay, off, stay away. And when you go to the bathroom, gals... Take your phone and take a buddy. There's no safety in numbers because I don't think he would have thought she was, quote, unquote, a prostitute if she were with a friend. Exactly. So. Don't get that makes me mad. Yeah. To malign her character like that. That's not who she was. He doesn't know her. No. Ugh. And just completely duped her. So if you're going to confess to it, why not just be honest? I agree. And stop making yourself look, try to look better. You're not going to look better. You you killed a person. Right. Oh, Lord. Well, here, Shara. I'm going to give you a little, little, a little treat to help me get over it. Yeah. I even made the marks with my I fork. I see that. So it would look a little bit like the ones if you this get at the store. tastes okay. Oh, no. We're not taking food tonight. I was going to say we could take this to class, but we're not going to class. We're oh, going right. To yeah, no. We, no. Yeah. Let's see. All right. We're going to taste it now, y'all. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so warm. It's so warm and it's so good. Okay, guys. One thing I will tell you with this recipe, if you get the recipe, I really wish they had told me to sift the flour. Mm. Um, because they tell you to barely mix the batter. Right. And so I barely so mixed lumpies. it. Yeah. So I got a little, I got some flour lumpies that came up to the top. Right. But it's delicious. Guys, this is so, oh Oops. Lord have mercy. <laughs> it jumped right off my fork like a frog. We'll take a picture of it. Yes, um, we will. Listen, if you have a murder you want us to do some research on for you, send us an email. Uh, yeah. Murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. And we are having a great time. Getting emails from people. Mm -hmm. We actually got a message on from our one of our fans on our 
Facebook page today, and she was talking, um, she told us that she loves our podcast and that she and her husband listen together. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't see that. Yeah. So her name is Betsy. Betsy. Wait. Oh, no. Don't lie. Betsy? Becky. Oh, Dang dear. it. Come on now, sugar. No, it's Betsy. I got it. I got it. It's Betsy. That's nice. So, yeah, Betsy, thank you for reaching out. She was That's asking so about nice. our merchandise, if we had T-shirts. Oh, so yeah, we do. Sent her our link tree. That's got wonderful. The and, guys, um, Link Cuisine sent us more coffees. Oh, my God. Bought us more coffee. The and mystery. said it was for our... The mystery continues. We don't know who Link Cuisine is, but whoever they are, thank you so much because they sent it for our vanilla initiative oh yeah and we started that initiative <laughs> yeah so just i'm keep sorry on. i can't stop eating this yeah <laughs> you uh you it takes let's see six months yeah so we've got a few more months to go before yeah our uh, vanilla initiative will present our first itself. batch yeah. yes and then um if if we like it we're definitely going to try to sell it sell it we're sell it yeah we're going to make it available yeah hopefully we can Get it to a better price than what you can get in the store. Yes, or That's at least the same price, but it's homemade. Exactly. By your sugar-coated murder girls. That's right. You can support us that way. So, yes. that's what we have. Um, we have Instagram. Oh, my God. We do have Instagram. So, we have a fan page on Facebook. You, mm -hmm. you could find us on that. Um, our biggest following is on Instagram. And we are at sugar-coated murder on Instagram. And please follow us there. We're on a couple other ones, but Instagram really is the main one at this point. Right. That's where we get our biggest following. Yeah, and that's where we get our biggest interaction. That and our email, which we love. Oh, God, I love getting an email Oh, from nothing makes my day bet more. <laughs> <laughs> they really like us. I know. And not to send us an email. An email, and they know our names. Like, what? Like Jamie L. from North Carolina. I know. Love, 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 oh, love. We've had a full on several conversations with Jamie. Yeah. Best friends. We are. Oh, I mean, I think she's coming to Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Jamie, you're invited for Thanksgiving. Woo! Mm -hmm. And now Lauren is too. You and Lauren. Mm -hmm. and I mean, mm -hmm. if Betsy wants to come, she can oh, come. I mean, it's going to be like a sugar-coated murder Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, how fun would that be? Oh, you just don't know. Well, we already um, invited Lyndon yeah. from the UK. Yep, that's mm -hmm. right. For our, mm -hmm. From our sling in the kitchen. That's right. And... We've got another one. We've got another one coming up. We're going to oh, record on Monday. Exciting. It's very exciting. Something that we've, um, a subject that we've not talked about before. No, we have not. And I hope y'all enjoy it. So, guys, um, stay sweet. And don't murder. I'm serious. Like, don't do it. Don't. If you kill people, we will talk about you. And please, don't murder and don't get murdered. Don't do it. Do, be smart out there, guys. Be yeah. smart. Yeah, we love you know you. why? Because we love you. And we need you. We need friends. We and do. we don't want our friends to drop off. No, we don't want to talk about you here. We don't. No. We want to say nice things. Nice. We don't want to have to visit All right, you guys, y'all need this recipe. Day. This butterscotch recipe is freaking delightful. It is indeed. All right, guys. Have a good week. Love y'all. Love you. Bye, Bye now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.